0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Making her way to the mic. They start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright from Birmingham, home of the teddy longs and the room and stutters. More once you discover For all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns, For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye, All of the lovers of Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say, Look, I just found a place, sweet escape. Every one of us, I was kinda late. I just made it off the struggle bus. Walking by the fate, cause I know it's right in front of us. Yo, I ain't with the hate, gotta focus on what's great. Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air. Had to drop a couple bars just to make you all aware. So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. You know I go by Joe or the wrestle.
1: Hey. Welcome to the season three premiere of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. Yeah, at the beginning of my episode, you heard a song, and that song was done by Josiah Williams, aka Wrestler and Flow, formerly of WWE NXT. He was an on air talent, and I got him to do the theme song for my show, which will probably be, which will definitely be a permanent fixture on my show. So thank you, Josiah, for that amazing song. To intro my show now of course i've got your news and gossip ish and i have a special conversation with pop culture host tk trinidad who's also a mentor of mine and of course i'm just going to talk about what i've been going through and what i've been doing on my break for the last couple of weeks so sit back relax and chill out and listen to an episode of the Hardy wrestling podcast i miss y'all All right, for this premiere news and gossip I want to start by talking about something that I saw yesterday um, that premiered Thursday night, I believe, but then I was was able to watch it online, and that was the Vice Versa China documentary. Um, Now, if you may or may not know, um, in the 90s, um, there was this wrestler named China, and she was... Considered the ninth wonder of the world, and she was a former women's champion and the first woman to ever hold the Intercontinental Championship, and she was a bodyguard for DX. That's the group involving Triple H and Shawn Michaels and X-Pac and all of them. And... She was a huge star in the 90s because I remember seeing her, you know, and wondering, like, is she really like a woman at first? Because I was I didn't know, you know, that women at that time, I didn't know that women could be that muscular. But just seeing her just sort of, you know, gave off the impression that you can be a woman and be super tough in this business and take out, you know, men just as well as women. But there's a lot about her. um, career and a lot about her life that a lot of us did not know until now it's like it a lot of stuff had been rumored but in the documentary it revealed a lot of stuff because sadly she passed away in 2016 um and they were her manager oh my god was working on a documentary For her called the reconstruction of China in which they took her it showed her from living in Japan for like the last three years to coming back to the United States and doing Comic Con things and doing stuff like that. But then it also showed her struggles with um, substance abuse and alcohol abuse, which subsequently led to her death and it was just The saddest thing, because within this documentary, you had these people working on the Reconstruction of China documentary, but then it never finished and it never came to fruition because um, she passed away. And also because the people who are in charge of it, her manager and other people, it's like they it seemed as if they were using her a lot of the time to sort of fit their own agenda and it was just you know not exactly the best they weren't doing it with the best intentions and they weren't trying to seek help for her when it seemed like she was going off of the wagon it was sad to see but then within that they also told her complete story from when she started um training as a wrestler with Killer Kowalski at his pro wrestling school to her childhood trauma that she went through where um, her mom and her dad didn't have the best relationship and she witnessed them abuse one another and then she witnessed her mom go from relationship to relationship and just sort of see that trauma play out as well and how she never really spoke to her mom in like 30 years and when she tried to reach out to her mom you know it would always fall apart in some way shape or form or her mom would just flake out on her in some way shape or form And it was just really sad because it seemed like the only person she really had was her sister. And when they were close and when they were younger and they were working out together and stuff like that, she wanted to be a wrestler. Her sister didn't want to do it. And China just went all in and just decided, you know, that she was going to go and be a wrestler for WWE, which is where she met Triple H and started a relationship with him and all of that. And I definitely recommend watching the documentary. And it seemed like she trusted a lot of the wrong people um, with her life because she was always seeking family elsewhere because of course her actual family wasn't exactly you know the best It wasn't in the best situation and it was just really sad to see her try to find a sense of belonging where it seemed everyone was just trying to use her and even in the WWE and it was just really really sad and the saddest part was was just the fact that her manager who who was like using her to a degree it's like she was seeking to find you know asylum and family with her with him and with her relationship with X-Pac and stuff like that and it was just she was just trying to find a sense of belonging and a sense of love but it was always the toxicity of drugs and substance abuse that sort of you know permeate permeated a lot of her depression from being erased from the wwe when they let her go and it was sad because they were making her you know wrestle the women and she wanted to wrestle the men most of the time and she wanted to feel you know heard and she wanted to feel seen and treated like she like she mattered because they compared her level of fame in the WWE to Stone Cold Steve Austin's fame, which I believe is relatively true because she was kind of out there. She was on a cover of magazines. She was in TV shows. Like, she was everywhere. And she wanted to get paid what she was worth, but they weren't willing to do that. And which sort of gives off the stigma of, oh, you're a woman. You just need to take what we give you and not just demand more. And it's just... It was just a really sad situation all around and even in her death she didn't find peace because she wasn't it's like she was cremated and then they put some of her crem her um cremains in the um ocean and she was and her manager was supposed to give her crem some of her cremains to her mother but her mother never saw those cremains and they put her in an urn that was decorated with um rhinestones and it just and she just wasn't treated with respect at all and it's just so sad and ultimately what I would prefer is if the is is if WWE had any modicum of respect for what she offered in terms of wrestling and for who she opened doors for they would induct her into the Hall of Fame on her own merit and not just focus so hard on what she did outside of WWE in terms of her adult film career and stuff like that because the WWE Hall of Fame is filled with so many people who've done so many shady things and I can't imagine them you know putting so much of a stigma on her just because she did this thing outside of WWE and adult film I mean whatever I mean so what like just give her her flowers it's like you didn't give her her flowers while she was alive the least you could do outside of her being in dx is give her her flowers for what she did for the women's division and how it exists now like there would be no jade cargill there would be no bianca belair and there would be no charlotte flair rhea ripley's if it weren't for china and they need to respect that and actually you know not you know erase that from history and make it seem like no one cares about her because it's clear from what i saw um during the live tweets and stuff like that that people still do care about her legacy so if they want to do right by her in some way shape or form that they didn't do while she was alive put her in the hall of fame of her own merit you know and just not focus on all the personal stuff for okay triple h so what she used to date you and yeah you left her for stephanie whatever Nobody cares about that. We just care about China getting her just due. So that was a really tough documentary to swallow. But I do recommend that you do watch it so you can get that information. So also in the news, um, on a lighter note, we have Becky Lynch being rumored to have been at the performance center. Um, to train so she could prepare for her return so PWInsider.com's mike johnson reported friday that she visited the performance center as part of her preparations to step back into the ring and of course you know she's been off of television um since announcing last may that she was pregnant and her and seth rollins you know welcomed their daughter rue in december so she's had a baby and she's just been enjoying being a mother while also training at the same time and um it was really cool to find out from Valentina Loca, who participated in the Bella Donna Division show. And it's like she also trains at the Black and Brave Wrestling Center that um, Seth Rollins owns and operates. And she said that at times, you know, she would see Becky Lynch there, you know, training with them and actually giving giving them, you know, some pointers and stuff like that. So she's been te- Becky Lynch has been teasing her comeback um, with posting pictures of curtains and stuff at Royal Rumble, and she posted a picture of herself working out that's with caption that spelled out Night One of WrestleMania, which sent everybody into a frenzy because we thought she was gonna come back and sort of insert herself into the SmackDown Women's title picture um that involved Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in their historic match right but she didn't show up at all so she's been trolling us um a lot of the time which I think it's funny but I believe that when she does come back it will be with welcome and open arms because we have been missing her a whole lot so I'm ready to see Becky Lynch back um And a part of me wants to see her in some program with Seth Rollins because he's just been off the rails ever since, you know, she announced her pregnancy. So, you know, if you remember in early in the quarantine era, after she announced her pregnancy, everybody was congratulating Seth and Seth just flipped out and went crazy and he's been acting goofy ever since. So I'm ready to see that, you know, take place. Also in the news, we have, um, in terms of baby stuff, Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes welcomed their daughter, Liberty Iris, into the world yesterday. And that was really, you know, amazing to see. So I want to give a congratulations to them. They posted on social media, and Brandy Rhodes said, Happy birthday, Liberty Iris. We are so in love with you, beautiful, sweet girl. We are so fortunate and blessed to be your mom and dad. And Cody posted and said that she was born six pounds and 12 ounces. And that mother and daughter are doing wonderful. So we send a beautiful congratulations to them and their new baby girl being into the world. What a weekend to come into the world. It's Father's Day weekend. And <laughs> and then today is Juneteenth too. So it's just a very beautiful thing. So congratulations to them. Also in the news, we have Mick Foley um, sort of getting down on his knees and begging WWE to push Cesaro. So he proved it during an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin during his episode of The Broken Skull Sessions, which will air this Sunday after um, Hell in a Cell. So during the sneak peek that they posted on YouTube, um, Mick Foley was quoted as saying, can I talk to the camera? Vince, please, you When he was talking to um, Stone Cold Steve Austin He said you started in 88 or 89 60 years of experience We know a little something We both proved Vince wrong right He had us set for this level And I'd say we exceeded that level Trust us and give him the chance. Let him prove I'll get down on my knees and I'll beg. Vince, please. All we're saying is give Cesaro a chance. I just believe in that guy wholeheartedly. Give him a chance. And years ago, um, Vince McMahon stated in an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he stated, you know, with he basically said that while he gave his belief that there was something missing from cesaro he still felt like he could you know grab the brass ring and stone cold steve Austin was offering his support for him and it's just and you can see that this year it sort of changed because cesaro beat seth rollins you know at wrestlemania 37 and had his first big singles win at a wrestlemania and then he went on to challenge roman reigns for the universal championship at backlash this year um, even though he didn't win that was still an amazing showing by him so you can't help but wonder you know if one day he'll have a chance so I would favor him and also Big E to possibly win Money in the Bank whenever they have it this year um, those would be my two favorites to win the Money in the Bank briefcase and then he could hold on to that you know for however long he chooses and then cash is in maybe like who knows so I'm definitely here for Cesaro getting a push Because to me he has everything He has what it takes to be a top star So th- those are my feelings on that Also in the news we have Roman Reigns um, Throwing mad shade at The Rock and John Cena um, He responded to those rumors of big matches you know, With those two Because it's been rumored that John Cena could come back for SummerSlam Um, because that'll be a good moment for him to come back because they're planning to have a live crowd for SummerSlam and stuff in Las Vegas. And then there's also always the rumors that Roman Reigns could fight The Rock at either Survivor Series this year, because it'll mark 25 years since The Rock has been, you know, had made his debut as a wrestler, or that they could have that match at WrestleMania in Dallas next year, which would be great for me because I want to go. So... Roman Reigns um, had an interview with ESPN Sports Nation, and he suggested that The Rock and John Cena should remain in Hollywood rather than testing their might against him. And he was quoted as saying, I'm a problem right now for everybody. If I were them, I would stay on set. Yeah a match with The Rock is like a dream for a lot of our fans, but it ain't a dream for his. You know what I mean? I get a lot of this with both Dwayne and John Cena as well. These guys are doing very well for themselves. There's no question about it. If I were these guys, I don't know if I'd want to come back and deal with me. If I were them, I'd stay on set and keep pumping out these streaming service movies. Don't come to my ring is what I would do. And there, it's like you have A winning combination with these people Roman Reigns and John Cena Have fought before And it was lightning in a a bottle With that you know because it's like You have Roman Reigns who's like the most polarizing Star at that time And he was you know a good guy around that time and John Cena was just sort of, you know, poking at him and sort of wanting him to sort of go bad. But now you have Roman Reigns who's the bad guy, and then you have John Cena who's gone on to be a star in Hollywood and stuff like that and and he's looking to prove himself, you know, in WWE because he misses, you know, wrestling. But it's looking like Roman Reigns is sort of taking his place. But with The Rock it's like they're related and you want them to fight each other because you want one to prove that he's actually in charge of the Samoan dynasty. and You got the other one who's the actual champion that we see week in and week out saying he's the head of the table. So I feel like you have more of a winner with Roman Reigns and the Rock than you would with Roman Reigns and John Cena. So I mean, you never know what they'll cook up. So I think it'll be interesting either way. And speaking of The Rock, to end this segment, he was voted People Magazine's list of on. Um, he was voted number number one on why people should love America by People Magazine, and he beat out um, COVID nineteen vaccines for the honor, and he also beat out Dolly Parton. Our ability to pivot in the Fourth of July. Um, And those were the things that made the top five in the 100 reasons to love America. And he also addressed the idea that people would want him to run for president um, and stuff like that and he said you know it's cool that people consider him for the honor but he didn't want to necessarily do it because of all the bs and stuff that goes with politics which is true because it seems in politics it's like everybody has not everybody but some people really have their own agenda when it comes to politics as opposed to serving the people that they claim they want to serve and i just don't think that Um, The Rock would want to, you know, tie himself up with that because there's so much influence that he already has on his own. Being an actor, wrestler, producer, um, tequila maker, all of the above. (laughs) Like, there's just so much that he already does, you know, within itself. So I just can't imagine that he would want to you know mess that up with a run in politics even though they did address it you know on his show young rock where he's running for president in a fictional world with that in the future but who knows you know what he might do because he does everything so and then this isn't the first honor that he's gotten from people magazine he was voted sexiest man alive a couple years ago and i can't argue with that because he is a pretty sexy man he has a beautiful smile and all that stuff um so and he's also one of my favorite wrestlers as a whole. I just want him to come back and face Roman Reigns. That's all I want. So <laughs> I'm just a simple woman. That's all I want. So that's all for news and gossipish And now we're going to go to my conversation with pop culture host, icon, and extraordinaire TK Trinidad. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy and I have a very special guest with me today. She is a mentor, (laughs) I would say she's a great mentor of sorts to me as I find my way during this um, podcasting journey and she is a host of various podcasts and shows and all of the above. Her name is TK Trinidad. How are you ma'am? Hey, hey, thank you for having me on your show. I'm really honored to have you on my show because I feel like I've been following you for like the past five years and it's just oh my god wonderful how we've just connected now (laughs) and I'm just so happy to have you on here like this is great so um I'm gonna start by asking you when did you fall in love with wrestling
0: um gosh it's like a two-part story So, um, every Sunday, because I'm from Canada, so every Sunday, WWE uh, would have wrestling on. And so, my brother, my dad, and I would watch wrestling every Sunday. So, that was, like, my first introduction to wrestling. And then, um, I just am very active. If you guys don't follow me, I do a lot of... I'm just busy. I've always been busy. I've always been like doing three or th- two or three things at one time. So I was in like Girl Scouts and ballet and piano. So I just really didn't have time. I didn't watch much TV when I was a kid. And so then I got back into wrestling when I was in college, when I was on the track team at Mount Sac. And we started watching wrestling on uh, Thursday nights. And then I lost track of it again. And then um, I got back into wrestling again because of Xavier Woods. I was in Toronto, mm-hmm. I was doing TV there. Um, he happened. We actually talked about this like a couple days ago because I spoke to him. Um, I was doing TV there, and I didn't know. I just he told me this recently. He was with TNA, and they sent him to Canada without like any representation. Like they didn't have a talent person. I thought he was with a talent person. So he walks into the studio, and you know, it's. Hey, I'm just gonna put it it's, it's, like I was black. He was black. So he said, "What's up?" <laughs> and we were probably like we were we were like the only young people there. And so we just became friends. And I went to go and see him, He gave tickets to the event that he was wrestling, went to go, actually was supposed to go and see him, missed out because he gave me the wrong address. We stayed in contact. And then um, one day, but this is, I wasn't watching wrestling. And I had no idea he got signed to WWE. And then one day I had moved to LA. He happened to be in LA for the EC3 he hit me up. He's like, oh yeah, you're in LA, right? I was like, yeah. So we go out, hang out. And he's like, yeah, I'm signed with WWE now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so then he gives me like free tickets to uh, to the event and I like absolutely fell in love again. And that was around the same time that I was with After Buzz TV, and at around the same time that Christy St. Cloud, she moved to WWE and Sean X-Pac was looking for a co-host. So I was probably into watching wrestling again, maybe about six months or so when xbox needed a co-host and i i they were like hey we know somebody and that's how i got fully immersed into it again
1: Yeah, I was actually researching you and I saw your website and you um, and it did mention there was a little quote that he said about you. And he said he was talking about how great you were as a co-host. And I thought that was interesting because how I got exposed to After Buzz is that I used to watch Scandal and Mm -hmm. they had um, an after show and I really loved their show. It was Emile Ennis Jr. and um, Cornelia Stradwick and two other people, I believe Sophia Stanley Mm -hmm. and Pam Erickson. And that's how I got exposed to the whole after buzz thing. And then when I saw that they had him for wrestling, I was like, oh snap, you know, this is cool. And that's how yeah. I found you.
0: So it's just like, man,
1: <laughs> that's yeah, a cool it's definitely, story.
0: It's definitely, yeah, it's, it's, it's a roundabout way, but you know, um, it was just so funny because of me and, and I never know what wrestlers are just so, with their 5 billion names, I never know what to call him, but I just call him Xavier. But like we were just talking the other day and it's just like so crazy on how long ago it was. And I had no idea that they just sent him there by himself. Like it was just so random. And now he's like, you know, a dad and he's like doing all these amazing things. So yeah, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned a little bit about your background coming from Canada and watching wrestling with your um, father and your brother. Um, what was it like being raised in a country like Canada, which is sort of like one of the, I would say one of the mecca countries um,
0: for wrestling? So what was that like growing up? Um, you know what? I had no idea. Sorry, folks. My phone is like going off because I'm waiting for my U.P.F. driver. So i I apologize. Um, but I had, um, I had no, <laughs> I had no idea um, about wrestling. About, I mean, I knew hockey existed, but um, I was so laser focused into track. Um, I, was, I was really focused into track. Um, I absolutely love track. If I had known that there was no money in track, I'd probably have focused in something else. But that's another story. Um, but I was really focused into uh, sports and I was just really active. I did ballet for 15 years. So um, I really didn't realize how big wrestling, wrestling was in Canada until um, I really started doing women's wrestling talk. And it's just like, oh, like, can like Canada produces wrestlers like we produce hockey players. And yeah, I had no idea. I never went to my, I went to my first hockey game in Los Angeles and never went, I eventually went later on in Canada, but it was just like, I had no idea. We weren't, we weren't poor, but we weren't rich. Like we weren't doing, like, I went to one one concert in my childhood like we weren't doing the extra stuff like we were eating and we were going to school as an doing extracurricular activities like that was that was above and beyond like hey that, that that was you know we weren't watching pay-per-views we weren't doing any of that stuff it was like don't even bother asking it's not happening so um yeah I had no idea um I was just living living my life in Canada just just living <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny because here in the United States, you know, the way that I was exposed to knowing that Canada existed was either number one in geography class and number two Mm -hmm. in WWE because almost every wrestler from Canada, you know, lets you know it. So it was always, it was always Trish Stratus was like Canada flag and like mm-hmm. so many different, of course, the Hart family with the Canada flag and everything. It's like, if they were from Canada, you knew they were from Canada, Edge and Christian. So mm-hmm. that was just how my biggest exposure to that and sort of finding out more about that. Um, and it's interesting that you say you really didn't have that much exposure in, in terms of going to events like that because of your background and track and sort of, Your extracurricular activities so um does your athleticism sort of fit into your your career now um and how were you able to sort of apply that in your hosting in
0: terms of wrestling and the questions that you ask um various athletes and such um I feel like So like a backstory so I I did track but then I also got a scholarship to Oregon and you know I went pro for literally a hot second like I like to say I went pro like I did but I didn't um, because I was injured but whatever um but I feel like um running at that level and actually training like I would train for six hours a day and and being in that kind of mindset helps me connect to other athletes as well So, you know, I had um, another show that I do. I have Marcellus Wiley, who's from um, Fox Sports, Speak for Yourself. And, you know, we connected through football and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things where being a former athlete, it's just kind of like you, you you can have those conversations, especially through retirement and stuff like that. And even learning by watching wrestling in real life, like being so close up to the ring, and seeing the amazement of doing what they do and not injuring themselves and the other people involved is like, it's bar none because you have to have a a real high level of skill. And so I can can connect on that level with wrestlers Um, and I have a tremendous respect for them because that's, you know, for me, it was track. Nobody touched me. I stayed in my lane. Um, It was very, it was very safe. So, um, for you know, I, but I also played football, but it's wrestling is just on a whole nother level. It's a different skill set.
1: It is. And I do admire anyone who, you know, chooses athletics because I was never an athlete myself. Um, but just seeing the type of focus and, you know, having friends. You know who were athletes and stuff like that, and the focus that it takes and the determination that it takes, you know, I admire it so very much, and I definitely fully admire when women do it too, because it's just like, yay! You know, you're just like me, and you're doing this amazing thing, yeah. um, and it just it inspires me, and it makes me feel like I can be strong, even though I know I can't
0: really run like a whole mile and all that other <laughs> and wrestle. I mean, other, but <laughs> it's it's not about that. It's just like like. At this point, um, for me, it's just being able to, like, our bodies are just so amazing. Like, if you just think of, you know, how they, how you get up in the morning and you can walk to the bathroom. Like, all that stuff is just amazing that there's some people who can't do it. Or there's, you know, animals who have, like, they they can't do all the things that we do. Um, So just even just moving your body and then being able to just do it different ways is just an amazing thing. So not even just the sports aspect of it, but if you really just, you know, like look back, like sit back and look at all the things that you do on a regular day that, you know, you couldn't do, you know, when you were a baby, you had to learn all these things. It's just, our, our, our bodies are just so complex and so amazing.
1: Yeah, it really is. And then in terms of wrestling, it's like, I, it's almost like when you were talking about how they learn how to not really hurt each other, um and to do it in a way that makes it look real without drastically hurting people it's Mm -hmm. like that's the type of stuff that that makes me happy but then at the same time I respect them so much for it and it makes me mad whenever anyone says oh it's fake and all this other stuff but my Mm -hmm. thing is it everybody I've heard I heard Paul Heyman say one time like everybody can't be a wrestler Um, And, you know, and a lot of people talk about it as if it's the most simple thing. And it's not like you have Mm -hmm. to have, you know, an athletic background, you have to have like some type of, you know, it takes a certain type of dedication and determination to pick up that skill and to make something look like it hurts, you know, right. Even though sometimes it might, it
0: might still hurt, you still have to make it look like it hurts and try not to hurt the other person and take right. care of each other. And then also believability. You could be an amazing athlete in the ring and then just your mic skills are terrible. Like, you, right. <laughs> not, not, not only do you have to be a wrestler, you have to connect with everybody for them to either believe the story or, you know, get on your side or hate you. It's one of the two things. Like, if you're just lukewarm, then it's just kind of like, I I mean, I love Roman Reigns, just look wise, But, you know, when he was lukewarm, nobody really cared for him. But now that you either hate him or love him, like, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Like, I love this gimmick that he's doing. So it's just like, you, you can't, we've seen so many people. Like, I, I started following, um, Gosh, I think she's like two boyfriends behind now. That that wasn't really shady, but um, I think his name is Stacy Simone Biles' ex-boyfriend or maybe right. ex-ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He he was part of the WWE and now he's not. And he's an amazing athlete. Like I follow him on Instagram and I'm seeing him do these crazy flips in his living room. Like he's an amazing athlete. And you know, I don't know exactly why he got let go or if he decided to leave, but it's just one of those things that not everybody can do it. No matter how great an athlete you are, you need those both components to really succeed
1: right I was rooting so hard for him too because
0: he was like he had the look he had everything and then it just mm-hmm. didn't
1: work out and I was like well dang
0: yeah um, and you have people who are there for you know Aaliyah she's been with NXT for what seven years It's not longer yeah what's happening there who knows
1: Hmm. Well, hopefully they'll be able to figure it out and she'll be able to rise more as an athlete. But back to you, um, since I mentioned that I found you on um, After Buzz television in 2016 on the Raw After Show, um, can you name any of your favorite moments or any
0: um, favorite interviews that you may have had on that show? Oh, wow. Um, We didn't do too many interviews, but um, I mean, I love... That raw after show, it, it was it was fun. Um, I mean, of course, my my adopted annoying brother Evan T. Mack, who's now with WWE, uh, the bump. Um, okay. That's how our relationship started, and you know, actually it started before that. We actually did a red carpet together, but you know, he's he's great. I love to see what he's doing. Um, I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago, um, but. He ended up being my co-host for Women's Wrestling uh, Weekly at the time. Um, Johnny Johnny Costa's doing amazing things. Uh, Flobo. I mean they're all um Jack, Jim. I, I feel like I, I have to name them all now. But they're all um I mean whenever I'm doing like panel stuff or anything like that, I always kind of give them a call to see if they want to hop on. So they're all um yeah, it was it was just it was it was fun times. It, it was definitely it was definitely fun. The days I could do it. Because some days it was just like, it's not happening. Um, so um, the bonds that were built, especially through the wrestling community within AfterBuzz, um, they're still there. And then I'm really happy, happy to kind of say that.
1: Yeah, that show just looked like it was really fun. And something that is really fascinating to see is to see all of the people who are on that panel doing all kinds of amazing things in wrestling and in broadcasting and everything. It's just the... Mm-hmm. Thing ever just to see Evan um, Mac on the bump now it's just like man I remember I used to watch you on YouTube look at you
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. he's doing so so amazing things I think he has like a, a movie he's working on or a TV show like mm-hmm. I mean in this industry you can't be you can't wait for somebody to give you something like obviously if you get the job that's great but you also can't just rely on that job and I think a lot of people who are um are successful um are is is sticking to that formula the people who are just kind of waiting for the next you know thing to come around i mean you're not really seeing them and how does that company know that they can hire you if you're not doing anything so it's kind of one of those things so it's really great to see everybody doing amazing stuff
1: Yeah, that's how I found Jay Washington too. So that was like when we did that. um, When we did that watch along, and you said he Uh was doing this, I was marking out in my head. I was like, Oh
0: Oh my god, I'm gonna (laughs) tell him. It's so funny because every time I do something um, that has to do like either comic related or wrestling related, I always get like some type of message like, Oh my gosh, Jay Washington, and I tell him, I'm like, Yo, you're just to me like, okay. Um so he like we both get a kick out of that. But yeah, it's 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 so hilarious. And he's actually we're actually doing um another show on his network uh that's debuting on uh, every Sundays at two o'clock. So yeah, I mean and I actually met him through After Buzz too, through uh Johnny. So you know it all kind of circles back.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. So I wanna switch gears and ask you if anyone has ever sort of tried to gatekeep you or make it seem like you shouldn't know as much as you do because you're a woman of color or because they feel like oh well since you're a woman you shouldn't know this much when it comes
0: to um, sports or stuff like that or they're surprised if you do mm, not really I, I think because um, i I mean, I think because I have the stature of an athlete, even though I don't think I do anymore. um, I I mean, I was at a pop-up the other day and these three women came over and, like I have like a skincare line, etc. And they're like, You look so strong. And I was wearing like a skirt and just a, a t-shirt. Um, so I think because I have the structure, I think because of my ballet too, I have a very like very straight posture. I think that because I have the structure of an athlete and I still walk like an athlete, like you know, it's I still kind of drag my I I still walk like an athlete a lot. Um, I think because of those things, um, people are not surprised when they hear that I'm a former athlete. So um, I think people are maybe almost, I don't know if it's like disappointed because I don't, (sighs) this sounds terrible. So when I was covering sports, I was heavily into sports. It's just really hard to know everything. So it's just kind of like I get calls to do sports stuff I get calls to do wrestling stuff I get calls to do just entertainment stuff and it's really hard to keep um, track of everything that's going on and then run to other companies and then have like other shows and book interviews so it's just like when I'm not getting paid to um, watch sports it's like I don't I'm, I might get at the championship game that's probably about it um, but watching it daily I just it's it's I mean, wrestling alone during the week is 15 to 20 hours. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 am never successful at watching all that every week. Never. I mean, I don't even. I don't even try. I used to be. Try, I used to try and be disappointed. Now it's just like, yeah, we're just doing the cliff note version of of this particular show on, you know, NXT, and I caught Raw, and that's great. So um, yeah, there's just a lot going on.
1: Okay. So basically, because you have all the background knowledge of how to be an athlete and because you carry yourself as such, no one has ever really, you know, thrown anything negative at you.
0: No, not not sports wise. As far as being a black woman in the entertainment industry, um, it's very there. there's it, it's so that for me, it's a little bit different it's being a black woman, uh, being from Canada um, and Being and not being the stereotype Mm -hmm. um oftentimes people want me to be the stereotype of a black woman and i will never be that because one uh my mother's still living not to say she's she's she was passed away it changed but um i really respect her opinion and the last thing i want is to get a phone call from her asking why i was acting the fool on television so um that really um when i when i look at job opportunities or get offered certain things that's the first thing i think of um and then two i mean i'm not at the end of the day you're gonna either like me or not i'm really kind of set in who i am so if you want me to be you know uh a black chick from the hood like no i'm a black chick from canada the caribbean you know descent and you know i you know i is is when i first moved here people were shocked that i had came from a two-parent household which is incredibly rude but it's whatever um so yeah so (laughs) it's just yeah so it's just one of those things where i i have received that a lot um but at the end of the day we're we're in a really great as people in the entertainment industry we're in a really great position where you can create your own content and you have access to YouTube and Anchor and Instagram Live and TikTok or whatever to create your own platform. And the only thing you really have to do is stay true to who you are and just be consistent. Um, And the people that are gonna like you will continue watching the people who think that you're not black enough or you're not this enough or you're whatever, then they're not gonna watch or they are watch just to hate, which is great too. Um, So yeah, that's kind of been my experience, but not so much on the sports side
1: yeah i just know from my experience um i've had people sort of come at me in a certain way online where i'll post something about wrestlers in terms of being african-american wrestlers and representation in that way and someone will say something off kilter like why does it have to be about them being black why can't they just be a great champion and all this other stuff and i've also had a person you know shoot down an idea that i had um, about you know just something cool that I had thought about in terms creatively in terms of wrestling and right. they wrote a whole essay <laughs> about why it wasn't a good idea and it was just the worst thing and they attacked me and all this other stuff and I wound up having to just you know block him or whatever but oh, wow. it's okay you know I just try my best to just keep my head up and to just know that my voice is important and it's important for who it's going
0: to be important for. And if it's not important for you, then you just need to leave me alone. Right. No, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the great thing with when um, (sighs) women's wrestling talk, AKA women's wrestling weekly started, it was just like um, you had at that particular time. Now there's a bunch of women's wrestling podcasts out there, which I'm, I absolutely love. But at that particular time, you just had a lot of podcasts where it was just these, um, pretty much white guys asking you know all these female wrestlers questions and um one you know coming from the perspective of being a woman and understanding that hey um this whole hair thing and all of like those those are questions that some of us might want to know those are some questions that we take in consideration but you know also asking questions on on race like i have a folder pretty much of, you know, interviewing, in particular, Black female wrestlers where they were talking about their experiences, whether they had them or not, or whether, you know, somebody told them to change their hair, or like, it's, it's one of those questions that, you know, I can ask because I've also too experienced it and where somebody else who doesn't who doesn't has no idea who has no idea that a black woman can literally have a different hairstyle every day, every day for the whole year, if not two times a day, like not understanding that you you won't you won't even think to even ask those type of questions. So um, I definitely think we were really I'm going to use this word not not to put too much on it but pioneers in being able to ask those questions and ask those questions before you know even the me too movement and all that stuff like we we were really just kind of showcasing um, women who happen who, women who wrestle um, versus having, you know, them be, oh, well, you know, we have a woman wrestler on and they've already had, you know, 60 episodes of male wrestlers. So um, I'm really proud of that. And that's where I really strive to, like, continue um, pushing the product forward. That's
1: great in the sense that you were able to sort of spark that movement of more women in um, wrestling podcasting and it just inspires me to want to just continue to move forward in what I'm doing as well and so many other of my um of my peers you know mm-hmm. just moving in terms of representation for women um and hosting um situations so I'm really glad that you did that
0: with that show and continue yeah, shout to- to- as well yeah shout out to Kevin Under- Undergirl because he was the one who really uh pushed it it was an idea that I kind of, it was a little idea and he really watered it and, and helped it, you know, flourish. So shout out to him from AfterBuzz.
1: Okay. So I want to, like, you mentioned how you have a bit, how you have like two other businesses. So <laughs> outside of, you know, interviewing, you know, various celebrities and different athletes and stuff like
0: that, what other interests do you have outside of that? Um interest okay so i have two other businesses one is Co, which is a skincare line so body butters body scrubs um body washes massage candles stuff like that um so me and my business partner started that we both came up from TMZ and you know we became business partners started that and that's going really really well and then from that birth another company called Clipper Ranks which is a beard oil company and that's my business partner's brother so the three of us are in that company together and him uh Everett Blair he's actually the official barber to James Harden and Kanye West so um I pretty much CEO both of those companies and then um it's just that's the, the whole thing um and yeah then I have I don't know how many shows maybe four or five different shows um including the wrestling shows I, I don't I try not to count um but yeah uh there that's pretty much the majority of my day it's if it's not doing the business it's doing the shows whether it's interviewing or booking guests or um um, taking a lot of phone calls, which has been happening a lot in the last month and a half. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's something around that every day. And then I'm really getting into, um, charity work as well. So, um, that's another thing I'm really passionate about.
1: Okay. So you're passionate about serving others while also, um, just being
0: an all around businesswoman. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and I don't want to get morbid, but we're not going to live forever. And I think the last thing for me personally, um, some people might be, you know, um, okay with leaving the earth and not necessarily leaving their mark. But for me personally, I really want to not only leave a legacy for my family, but also whether they know my name or not, also just leave, like do something for others that doesn't relate to any financial gain for myself. Um, Because everybody needs those that step up, whether it be, you know, uh, we have a charity that's going to do backpacks for kids, like whether it's like that kid gets a backpack, they might never know where it came from my company, whatever, I don't really care about that stuff. It's more about you know, that backpack may have really inspired him because I love getting new stuff when I was a kid, especially the first day of school. So that new backpack with the stuff inside might really inspire them to like keep at it with education and that might push them forward to study math and sciences and stuff like that. And that might push them forward to doing something that is going to affect us worldwide in a positive manner. And that could be just from getting that backpack. So, you know, I really... Um, am about humanity and just, you know, just doing something that if I were to leave tomorrow or next year or 10 years from now that I at least did something beyond my, you know, my circle. So that's really important to me.
1: Definitely, that's very, very inspirational. Um, even though you thought it started off kind of morbid it was still you know it's very truthful and that's something i respect about you you're very honest so um (laughs) you're very honest in the sense that you know it comes from a deep place and that's just and i definitely admire that so how has the pandemic sort of affected how you do um, your interviewing and also your business ventures as well because I know it's affected a lot of people and well it affected everyone we were all at right. part of this global um, crisis and it sort mm-hmm. of made us have to really like have like a come to Jesus moment with how we're doing everything or not doing everything so right. how has it affected you and how were you able to pivot around it
0: Um, the first part of it, I was going through a lot of stuff personally, so it was, um, you know, I had deaths in the family that wasn't because of COVID, but, um, some stuff going personally around that time that, you know, then you layer it with COVID and the world being shut down. It wasn't a really good position for me to be in, but also it, I don't know, there was just, just this moment where it was like after my birthday in August that I just decided that I wasn't going to, I mean, I had the resources and I had the connection, so I wasn't gonna allow the pandemic to stop me or I wasn't gonna stay, I was gonna stay at home, but you know, we had technology. This wasn't like in the 1920s where, you know, you're home and that's about it. Um, So with the pandemic, also right when it hit, the business started to do really, really well too. Um, And the business is like my baby. So when the pandemic hit, essentially we started off with making $1,500 in 2019. And we ended up making like $3,000 in one month in 2020, in the month of March, Mm -hmm. um, right when the pandemic hit because everybody was home. So now I was like, oh, okay. So when this is no longer like, oh, we made some extra gas money this is cute. This is now a business. Um, so that is really grown to the point that we have, I think, six people on staff now. Um, so that's been really helpful. So that's, that started because of the pandemic. Um, women, well, After Buzz had stopped. I don't know if they're coming back. I don't know what the, the word is for them, but After Buzz had stopped. Therefore, uh, Women's Wrestling Talk was on a hiatus for about four or five months and, um, brought that back. Um, another show that I do, Black Queens Uncut, Cut. We just got picked up by a couple sponsors. So um, in the midst of that, I think the pandemic didn't happen because I think I started, I ended up starting two or three other shows because of that. And I have another show called Peaks and Valleys, which I'm really, really proud of. It's a very motivational show where I interview different people from all walks of life and they talk about times where, you know, ish wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think because of the pandemic, if it didn't happen, then I probably wouldn't have did those shows or you know the business would have just kind of been still you know kind of chilling um and now coming out of the pandemic it's like you know I'm getting back to being busy but it's more busy doing my own things and essentially making my own money which is um great so for me it kind of turned out to be a blessing it's like you stopped and then I was able to start again and kind of go from there
1: yeah it's like a lot of people were able to blossom in ways they just never thought that they would Mm -hmm. and I know definitely that happened with me um in terms of starting a podcast even though I started the podcast before the pandemic like shortly before right and it's just being able to do this has basically saved a lot of my mind in a sense because you tend to focus a whole lot on what's going on on social media and on the news and everything, but this sort of helps me to sort of focus on something that I know that I absolutely love. Right. help me to find other talents that I
0: didn't know I ever had before. Because Yeah, it'll definitely yeah, stretch you. It did. And I'm really <laughs> glad that it did. And I'm, and I'm happy it did that for you as well.
1: Um, And I'm and I hope that you have been able to sort of find healing, you know, through everything that you were going through previously.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it um, it really. Yes, yes, I, I, I did, because everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer of that. And if. The stuff life wise didn't happen and the pandemic didn't happen at the same time, then I probably wouldn't have done half the stuff that I did that I have done. So it's just kind of like I, it's almost like I needed that full, like, oh, what the hell moment. Everything is falling around me, including the world and now everything else. Um, and so it was, it was definitely, um, to me, I feel like that was God's way of saying, okay, I've, I've tried to tell you softly but clearly you're not listening so I'm going to essentially strip you of everything and that's what happened and he's like and on top of that too you can't go anywhere um so that would happen that's what happened and I I I definitely for me think of it as as a blessing I know a lot of people lost people and I I I did too but I think everything happens for a reason and um those who want to learn and listen and watch they they take that as a lesson and those who don't they continue learning until they figure it out and sometimes they don't
1: yeah, God will definitely shake your table and sometimes flip it all the way over for you to. That part. What's going? Mm-hmm. On. <laughs> Woo, that part, no. All that. I mean, mm-hmm. real, but it was funny at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: image of him just going, "Yeah, you're not listening." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's 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 most of our conversations. It's just like now, now it's just like Woo. it comes to a point where you think that you're gonna. I, I thought for a very long time that I could plan everything out everything's gonna go according to my plan and now it's just kind of like okay it took me a long time to realize that it's it's not my plan like all I can really do is me um and really stay in tune with that so I, I that took me a long time being yeah being you know a first generation from immigrants like we're very I feel, I feel like there's a, a certain mindset that you have to do everything it has to be perfect and you realize that we as humans are nowhere close to that and once you figure that out then life becomes so much easier so yeah it took me a while to get there
1: yeah it's gonna take me a minute too considering i'm just in
0: my 20s and just trying to figure everything else out but it's okay um you, so- you know what honestly <laughs> you never figure it out Right. I didn't realize I didn't realize that you never figure it out until literally like five years ago. And I was just like, oh, so you mean to tell me there's going to be never a moment where you get the house, you get the kids, you get the fence, you get the car and you're living where you want to live and you have the job you want to have. You mean there's not going to be a moment where, okay, I'm done. You mean the kids are going to start acting up and your husband's going to start acting up and the dog decides to die or like it's never going to be. It's never there's it's. It's never going to be, like, once I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. (laughs) There's there's no point, like, you strive for your goals, but then there's just no point to strive to that ultimate, whatever that is in your mind, because it's never going to be exactly how you envisioned it, because if there's other people involved in the mix everybody wants to do their own thing or somebody just is having a bad day or whatever so it's just kind of like okay well clearly you guys are not going to read the script that I read that wrote for you guys so let's just we're just going to go with it
1: yeah and I'm going to keep that on replay for the rest of my life Uh, (laughs) so we're gonna um switch gears back to wrestling though so what would you say um how would you feel about the differences between uh in wrestling between when you started
0: watching it and now Um, I love seeing, so when we started, there was a lot of, there was a lot of indie female wrestlers. So that was great to see. And I love to see them either being signed to places or people are now recognizing what they're doing. So it's not necessarily the signing part, but it's like their work is coming like people are appreciating them for their work. And there's just so many, it's not the traditional like five, six, seven, eight WWE female wrestlers. It's like, you know, you have Thunder Rosa, you have Will Nightingale who's like breaking out, but she's been around for a minute. Um, so you have like so many women, Faye Jackson, like big swole. We have so many women that, um, you know, even when we interviewed them, like they were, they, they've already been on the scene. It wasn't like they're they're brand new. Um, so I love the fact that it's like they're almost the world is catching up to who they are not like they're coming into who they are it's like the world the world is seeing them finally um so I love seeing that and then it's also expanding um female wrestlers like at one point again you would just know you know five six ten whatever and now you can name different promotions you have you know um uh, Maria is doing stuff for ROH. Like you have so many wrestlers who's kind of going all the way. It's Thunder Rosa Mission Pro Wrestling. Like what she's doing is amazing. So it's just seeing all that stuff and seeing that we're creating our own, I say we as a thumb wrestling, but they're creating their own kind of lane um, that doesn't, it, 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 it can also involve the male wrestlers, but it doesn't have to. And there's still going to be a, a great market for it. So that's the biggest um, difference that I saw. There's just so many different promotions. I mean, we had Shine and Stardom that's been there for a long time, but just so many different promotions. And it just seems like, you know, even with Shine, people are kind of treating it like, okay, well, it's just like indie. But now it's like everybody's taking a lot of these promotions seriously because now you have other female wrestlers are going to all these promotions that you might've been following here and now she's doing something over there. So, um, I'm just excited to see that. And I don't know. I just, it's a catch 22 at WWE. I kind of feel like their storylines could be kind of bland. Um, so I, I hope that one day they, I think they, I think they did hire, they did hire two female writers. Um, But I hope that one day they kind of figure it out that it's no longer, oh, we're best friends and we're no longer best friends. And like they really flush out storylines for the female wrestlers. So that's what I hope in particular for WWE. I think Impact um, definitely does great storylines. AEW is kind of, it just depends on who it is. Um, But again, they're just starting. So you can't expect them to be, you know, a grown ass man in the business when they literally just started you know, less than five years ago so I'm just excited to see that but again it's another promotion that we didn't have five years ago so um the opportunities and just so many female wrestlers coming up I'm just kind of excited to see what's going to happen with all that so that's the biggest difference
1: okay it's funny because I was going to ask I was going to also ask you like how did you feel about the state of women's
0: wrestling now but you sort of answered that yeah
1: <laughs> you answered it's, that it's, question
0: so it's, so it's coming up yeah it's coming up I feel like we have to, I was talking, I was actually talking to Jay about this. It's kind of one of those things where we have to, um, it's a catch 22. It's like, you can demand a promotion to have more places for women, all this other stuff, or you can create a Mission Pro Wrestling and just do it yourself. And I mean, I I kind of, am leaning more to that. It's just kind of like, why not just create, instead of begging to be at somebody else's table, why don't you just create the table? Um, so I'm more leaning to that. I love what Thunder Rosa is doing. Um, but again, it's, it's you know, you see the bigger, you know, WWE's and etc. And you're seeing that and you're just kind of like, really, real, this is, this is okay. Um, but, you know, I don't think WWE is catering to people who watch them every week. Um, so, you know, if they're not, if they're not for us, then... You know, it doesn't really matter what we think. You're now just complaining to, you know- A brick wall. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, they're gonna do whatever they wanna do when they wanna do it. Um, You know, you tweeting and hashtagging, all this stuff may get a little blip, but they already have a a game plan and whatever, you know, especially for Raw and the pay-per-views, whatever Vince decides, I mean, is gonna go. It's not like I'm gonna say, I want this. And Vince is like, you know what, T.K. You're absolutely. You've been talking about this for six months. You're, you're absolutely right. I am. I I, I now see your vision. Um, that's not going to happen. I mean, I wish it does. It happens in my mind, but that's not gonna happen. And then the moments where it does happen though, like the moments
1: where it kind of does happen, where they kind of listen to us, they throw us a little bit of a bone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it really can be, you know, beautiful in the sense and sort of fulfilling in the sense. Cause I think about Kofi mania and then I think about Bianca and Sasha and how we sort of pushed for them on social media to be the main event and then boom, they were. So- Yeah, but
0: see, that's uh, the thing though. It's a caveat with Kofi wouldn't have happened like it wasn't their thought it was just something that happened and i think with bianca and sasha unfortunately and i don't want this to take be taken away or misconstrued like they didn't deserve it but it's in the era that we're in like no offense to people who are not black and women watching this but black women are popping right now so um it, 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 that's you saw Bianca on Self Magazine. You saw Bianca on pretty much. She did an interview with Ellen, I believe. Like so, you saw Bianca doing the circuit before the pay per view, mm-hmm. um, but you know, would that have happened? Three years ago and we didn't have women's evolution you know this past well obviously it was the pandemic but the year before that we didn't have women's evolution according to maria cannellis that's not happening um so is that you know is are, are these things that are happening and throwing us a bone because it's the in thing or they legitimately feel that way mm-hmm. so you know again i don't i don't want to be one of those people who's like it's just bashing wwe because I, I watch the product i appreciate the product probably go to vegas for SummerSlam, but um you know, when I look at the how things happen, it's just kind of like, you know, I, I I don't even know if this is a good analogy, but it's like finding finding out um, you're sniffing is cheating on you, and then then they just then they decide to like treat you amazingly because they got caught. But why could you just treat me treat amazing you? from the jump? Yeah, so it's just kind of <laughs> like I don't know if that was a really good analogy, but that was the first thing that kind of came to my mind. So it's just kind of like, you know, if they did that. If they did they, they did that push for Kofi before, like, if that, none of that other stuff happened, yes. But Big E, it seemed like that like that was the idea. They were going to push Big E, but that was after they split up, you know, New Day, which I don't appreciate, but I can kind of see where the vision is. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I'm still going to watch it. They do have some great moments where it's just like, oh, this is amazing. And they have some, you know, sorry moments. But if you're going to perform every week, three hours... You can't, you're not going to have a great performance every week. It's just right. not like, it, it's it's just the law of science and nature. If you look at any professional athlete, they're not going to be able to play every single game at 150%. It's like, right. it doesn't happen. You're not going to be the best mother or father at, like, at 150% every single day, especially right. with kids who are active. It's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, you just take the good with the bad. You watch it and you're like, oh, this is terrible this week. Um, and I'm going to watch something else or you watch it and you're like, okay, I can complain and now I'm going to move on. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, who would you say is in your top five, Mm. um, in terms of wrestling, you know, male, female,
0: or non-binary? That's really hard. Um... Okay, so I'm gonna go like this because I personally feel after I do interviews with people, I kind of, especially with this great interview, I feel like they have become my friends. Um, so I care for them a little bit harder. Um, so those for those who like watching on AfterBuzz and stuff like that, I absolutely love Naomi. Um, I think they're doing her dirty, but another whole conversation. But um, Naomi for sure. Oh God. That whole family just takes up my five. I love the Usos. (laughs) I absolutely love, you know why? Because um, I interviewed Naomi and oh my God, this is so terrible. I'm gonna just say her husband because I get them mixed up. Um, But he was there and it's, so he was there. And then I think made three or four months, Jimmy? Yes, that's Jimmy. Okay, three or four months later, I went to SmackDown in Ontario mm-hmm. and I had gotten seats like I was literally on like the front row but Ontario like super small it's not like Staples Center so you're know, getting tickets to the front row is just like whatever so the front row and Jimmy and Jay were there and the next day I ended up going to I think it was a house show the next day I ended up going to I think I don't know Rob, I can't remember which, which show it was the next day I ended up going to Staples Center to watch the live show. Mm-hmm. And then I was um, backstage. Naomi invited me backstage, so she's forever gonna be like my favorite person. And it was just so surreal. But I was backstage, and Jimmy saw me. He's like, "You was at the live show yesterday." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why did you say hi?" I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know you remembered me." So it's just kind of like, um, yeah. It just, I, I, for me, my top five is not based off of talent, even though they're all those three are all talented. It, it's just more based off of. I love, I think it's humbleness. Like I love people who are in positions of power or positions of um, success when they act nice and they don't need to. Mm -hmm. Um, That really, really impresses me. That really, really just kind of touches me. That really, really makes me want to go hard and defend you in any platform. Um, so that's more of like a personal thing. So I would say those three for sure. Um, I would say um, Xavier, but I feel like he just doesn't even care. He's just such a weird one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Damn. Oh gosh. Okay. I hate when people do this to me because I'm like can, in one sentence or in can you give me five and then they give you ten um, so I'm going to say Naomi the Usos um, X-Pac and Steve Austin so
1: okay cool. that's pretty
0: solid that's yeah. really really solid and I can respect that <laughs> yeah. I, try, I try. I was like man there's so many people I was just like all right I just go with people that I know. Steve, Steve Austin was another one. He came in for an interview when I was at the Xbox show and he was just so like, that was surreal. Cause it's just kind of like, and like he be like telling me jokes and like nudge me and like, oh, is that funny? And I'm just like, I am sitting next to Steve Austin right now. This is highly okay. This is, all right, we're doing this. Um, so, and then we had a beer with him. So it's just so, um, what you see on TV is exactly, like, oh, that's, that's another so thing too, that, I, that I really like. So i will say I'm going to go with the star.
1: That's wonderful, because my mom loves him, even though she can't, she doesn't watch wrestling, but she, I, she fully identifies with him, and she just loves how genuine he seems. So it's great to know that he
0: actually is, you know, like that. Like, yeah, oh he doesn't seem like he doesn't, like, and I only met him that one time, um, but I, like, you kind of know, especially when you're interviewing somebody before and after, like, before, during, and after, um, you know, who's more of an introvert if they turn it on while they're on camera, but you know, it's also the people that again, they don't have to they don't have to learn your name, or they don't have to, you know, they could just alright, I'm here to do this interview, Let me this interview so, um, yeah, he was, he was really, really cool
1: Okay, and one final question what mm-hmm. does the future hold for you, Miss TK
0: Trinidad? Oh, God, um Well, Women's Wrestling Talk is doing really, really well. And so we'll have some big news uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, So that's doing well. I'm hoping to expand that into a network where, you know, other, it's kind of across the board where other female um, hosts and podcasters you know, can do shows. Um, you know, we can also give. You know, do more amazing interviews, do panel stuff. Um, so, Women's Wrestling Talk becoming more of a network. So that's one thing. Um, uh, my other show also might have some big news uh, with the network. So, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to say what the future holds. I just see it being very bright and very successful on all levels not just business but personal as well like my uh on top of working a lot um which i'm trying to balance as well is just being um a a great person to family friends and just people in general like if i were again not to be morbid but if i were to something were happen i just want to i just want people to say like She might have been, she might have spoke her mind, but she was she was like nice or she was this or she was passionate. Like those characteristics that I I pride myself in, I want people to see that as well. And you know, that's kind of the that's how that's my daily thing. Um so it's for the future, just you know, be happy and make money, I guess. okay well thank you so much for
1: coming on the hardy wrestling podcast i appreciate you and your input in my life and in my hosting life so very much um and i definitely admire you and everything you've done so if you would just like to put yourself over and tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and you know anything you have coming up just put that over right now
0: Okay, well, folks, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, on all social media platforms, you can go to tktrinidad.com um, to check out um, interviews or events or stuff. That's all changing too, but th- there's still a website there. Um, you can go to Women's Wrestling Talk.com, www.talkpod.com to get all the women's wrestling stuff. Um, my show Peaks and Valleys comes out every Let me see if I can get the order of this right. Peaks and Valleys comes out every Monday. Um, Every Tuesday, Women's Wrestling Talk comes out. Um, Every Sunday, Talk Glory to Me, which is on Jay Washington's network, uh, comes out. Uh, Every Wednesday, Black Queens Uncut comes out. And then Thursdays we do Women's Those and Talk News. I think that's it. And there's another show coming out, but I haven't decided what day that will come out. So pretty much just go on my IG at TKTradad, or you can go to the business one, which is um, at Center & Co. Um, we're also having a charity event. so a roller skating charity event where we're giving backpacks for the kids. That's gonna be happening July 30th. So even if you can't come, you're not in the Los Angeles area, you can donate money. All the proceeds, like 100% of the proceeds goes to buying backpacks for kids for uh, the school season. that's pretty much it
1: well thank you so much for coming on the hardy wrestling podcast and it was such an honor talking to you thank you thank you
0: all right you be good thanks
1: Hey, so I want to thank TK Trinidad for coming on my show. And um, like she said, you can follow her on all of her platforms at TK Trinidad. And I would venture to say you should also follow... Um, women's wrestling talk um, please follow um, that podcast because it's absolutely amazing and the work that we're doing with highlighting women's wrestlers and women's referees and all of that is just absolutely amazing and we're also looking for um, people who are passionate about writing for women's wrestling and stuff like that so if you find us on Instagram or Twitter please DM us your information so we can work with you so you can you know learn more about writing press releases and doing um, live um news programs and stuff like that like do that because it's absolutely amazing and I've learned a lot um during my time with them and it's just absolutely amazing so please follow us and get the hook up with that so in this season three there's so much going on there's so many big things happening with the podcast and stuff like that um I'm going back to Belladonna division to be a commentator again in August, so I'm going to be preparing for that. Um, I'm going to have lots of great guests on this season, and there's just so many other big things that are happening on the way. There's going to be a couple of changes. Already, there's a change. I have a new logo that's official um, that was done by Clement um, Wong, and I thank him so much for that. Um, He's done so many professional logos for the WNBA and even for women's wrestling talk. And I'm just so grateful because it really reflects the spirit of the show and the spirit of me. And I'm just really grateful for him and that work for that logo. And hopefully one day, you know, I'll actually branch out and actually have some merchandise made. Um, <clears throat> some more merchandise made, you know, with the logo on it and stuff like that, so people can have it and represent if you love the show and stuff like that. But like I always say, if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. And you can follow me on Instagram at Queen Steph Hardy and on Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy as well. Um, please listen to the show everywhere on Anchor. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio on the YouTube channel and just continue to support my show and continue to help help support its growth. Um, I hope you're staying safe and being your best self. And I hope this weekend you're celebrating, you know, if you do celebrate Father's Day, I hope that you are spending time with your fathers, grandfathers, father figures, great-grandfathers and all of those people in your life who've, you know, given you something Um, and add it to your life in a fatherly way. And I'm hoping you're celebrating Juneteenth as well. It's the first time it's being celebrated as a federal holiday, and I'm really excited about that. I got off from work early yesterday because of it. It was cool. So I'm hoping you're celebrating that and also learning about what it actually is if you don't know. And I just hope you're also just being your best self. So with that in mind, um, thank you for listening to this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And until next time, bye, y'all.